0: Hi, this is Toxic. I'm Jason Fagoni.
1: And I'm Cynthia Dizekas. It's
0: been a busy week, Cynthia.
1: Rushing to the end of the year.
0: I think this is maybe maybe the most busy week we've had yet. Three stories we've been working on yeah, simultaneously.
1: Right, and um, and we're here to tell you all about them. Some are updates, some are follows, And, and some are
0: completely new- Some
1: breaking news. Discoveries.
0: And we will tell you more about them after the break.
1: We're back, and maybe we should start with the first story that published this week.
0: Yes, this is another. We've how many times have we talked about Building Six Hundred Six on this podcast?
1: So many times. Yeah.
0: So this is another Building Six Hundred Six story, but we are we are we continue to find this building important and fascinating. This is an unusual city office that is located deep inside uh, San Francisco's Superfund site, the Hunters Point naval shipyard, right?
1: Exactly. And our reporting on this particular site where a lot of police members, uh, uh, police officers have been stationed over the years. Yeah, since
0: 1997, they have yep. been using it as kind of like uh, an auxiliary headquarters for police units that are tough to find space for uh, elsewhere in the city. So the SWAT team was there, the K-9 unit, and the crime lab is still there with about 40 employees. Yeah. Anyway. So- in
1: total, hundreds of hundreds of people have worked there over the years
0: and it's it's not in one of the um nice parts of the shipyard either right we should make that clear like you can go to the shipyard and there's part of it that is developed that's been declared um safe by authorities for um 15 years and um this is not that this is deep in kind of the desolate way <laughs> exactly know, wastes, the far flung reaches the far flung reaches of the superfund site down by the water yeah. where uh you know it's just uh, it's just fields and broken buildings um for hundreds of yards and then there in the kind of smack in the middle of it is this really unusual place where city employees work uh, every day, okay. So, so we have done invest- investigative reports on this building and health hazards and uh,
1: failure by government agencies.
0: Right. It's 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 not in not in a good place. People have been worried about their health, and as a result, uh, I think of our stories. I think it's fair to say that um, the city health department uh, ordered a new round of tests uh, this July, and they said they were going to um, pay for the air at the building, the soil and the tap water to be tested for possible contamination.
1: Exactly. And so we've just gotten, um, last week, they um, released some of those tests. So a a test of water in the building and also of um, a soil pile next to
0: Right, so, so they've, done, they've done some of the tests that, that, that they have planned, others, others they haven't done, and this is one of the things that we discovered and wrote about this right. week, right? So, right? so there are kind of two significant takeaways from these tests at the building. And, and one, uh, maybe, maybe the most important one, is that the, the most crucial test has not been performed yet. Uh, they, they said in July that they were going to do a, a comprehensive search for radioactivity um, inside the building and outdoors in the surrounding areas. And that test has been delayed for five months. It hasn't uh, begun yet. And right now, I think it's, it's scheduled to begin in January, right?
1: Yeah. And this was something that last week there was a police commission hearing and one of the police commissioners in particular was really seemingly dismayed by this. This was, you know, one of the most crucial tests, as you said. And, and, yet- and, and
0: was asking a reasonable question, which is if, if the Department of Health says that they need to test uh, the building for radioactive substances and they haven't been able to perform this test for five months, why do we still have, you know, 40 city employees working at the building every day? Shouldn't we move them out of there immediately? And the uh, the health department said, no, we don't think there's any uh, health risk to people who are there now. Or, in fact, they have said that they don't think there's ever been any risk to, to people who are there. But the answer was no. We don't need to. And the police department said the same thing. We don't need to move anybody out of there.
1: Exactly. And they also, so the test that they did do on the soil pile and on the water, the health department has said this has only shown that there is no evidence of hazards. Right. So the health department came
0: out and they they kind of gave these assurances. They said that uh, testing is going well. It hasn't turned up any evidence of problems. But we looked at the tests and how they were designed. We talked to uh, some independent experts and it turns out that the tests are actually kind of poorly designed, the ones that have been done so far, at least, right? And and, and really uh, much more minimal than you would want to be able to guarantee uh, or, or give some kind of assurance that, that people are safe, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, the experts that we spoke to just said they're too limited. The samples that were taken are- too few and and you can't really make a general assessment of safety based right. on so, that. so
0: there's the soil pile that's been sitting outside of the building for months uh from when they had to install a new sewer tank and they took one sample from the soil pile um tested uh, different radioactive substances in it and said that none of the levels were above what the navy considers uh acceptable for a hunter's point right um but it was only one sample uh, ideally you would take more and the Navy is, has been using, as we've reported, I think we've talked about in this podcast, has been using outdated standards based on obsolete science. So that's a potential problem. And the water tests are also really minimal, too. So the, um, the Public Utilities Commission lab tested um, a couple of samples of the building's tap water, but uh, only two samples from two locations inside the building. And we've seen documents uh, from the health department from 20 years ago where they did much more extensive testing of the water. And back when they did more rigorous tests, they found all kinds of um, uh, potential problems and unsafe levels of different contaminants, including lead. Uh, And they did turn up a a lead sample in this latest round of testing. That's uh, about twice what is... Consider the action the action level, the regulatory action level. This is a little bit complicated Technical, to explain, but yeah. the action level is um, above this. The EPA says that you should try to take steps to minimize lead in the water, and, and the action level was uh, exceeded uh, in, in one sample in the building.
1: Yeah, so the health department has said one high level of lead found. You just need to flush the pipes for 30 seconds, I believe, um, to, to remedy these issues. Right. And, and they put
0: out that there's all kinds of other contaminants that they looked for and didn't find.
1: Exactly. In the meantime, they're still going to provide um, bottled water. Now, the commissioner we mentioned previously, she's still very skeptical, right? So at this commission meeting, she, she said she thinks we're taking a risk with these people's lives who are out there. And and she doesn't understand why more pressure isn't being put on the mayor's office to get these people out of this building. So that is sort of the state we're in at the moment at 606. We're waiting for this this um, you know significant test of radioactivity to come back, to be done. And the health department is saying no hazards here. Uh, commissioners are really skeptical of that and want their people moved.
0: So more tests on the way. Uh, we will cover those, follow those, and let you know what the results are. Story two this week. This is another follow-up on a story that we've already reported, an investigation. Um, We did our podcast last week about it. This is a story about a top city health official who has been helping the master developer at the shipyard sell homes to individual homebuyers by talking to homebuyers who are nervous about... Health issues and uh, essentially telling them that they don't need to worry, right?
1: Yeah, and in doing that, we found that she wasn't providing all the information she could have, and 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 um, sort of seeming to select documents that painted the development and the area in a more positive light.
0: Right, which is potentially a problem because, for one thing, it, it could be a conflict of interest, right? This is somebody who's supposed to be regulating. Um, Lennar and other companies that uh, that do construction work in the shipyard and Here she is appearing to be helping them out um, There's also the issue with uh, not giving all of the Information that she had available to uh, potential home buyers. if you're buying a home you want to know everything about uh, what you're getting into and uh, We were able to find that some important documents were were withheld so since that story ran um, there have been two developments One is that four supervisors, or incoming supervisors, supervisors, are now calling for an investigation into these exchanges between the health official, uh, the home buyers, and Lenar sales agents. And the second thing is we we had uh, two more people come forward, right, and tell
1: Exactly. Us- and we should say, but before that, um, so we have the supervisors who've called for an investigation. The vice chair of the Ethics Commission has also called for an investigation as well. Um, and and both groups have said, okay, if she wasn't in violation of any specific rule um, or law, then maybe something needs to be clarified to prevent these interactions right. from happening in the future. Right
0: so that's that's the first development. The second development is that we uh, found two other home buyers who had similar kinds of exchanges with this city health watchdog while they were in the process of buying a home at the shipyard. Um, these are a pair of sisters, and they told us their story and they provided us emails that they exchanged with uh, the city health official and uh, in a lot of ways, this is a very similar story, right, Cynthia? So it's, it's similar to the homebuyers that we talked to uh, before. You know, they are in the process of buying a home at the shipyard. They see something in the news um, about a discovery of a problem in the cleanup. And uh, they start to get worried about their health and safety. And they reach out to uh, Lennar and they say, uh, can you give us more information? And Lennar directs them to the city health official um, but the story is a little bit different because the, 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 the three uh, sets of homebuyers that we spoke to for our piece uh, all thought that they had been pretty well served by uh, the city health official and thought that she was uh, giving them, you know, uh, responsive information. And these two homebuyers we talked to since the story uh, came out feel like they were really kind of misled by her, right?
1: It, exactly. I think they, I mean, they certainly started out in the same position as the other home buyers, thinking wow like this is the city's expert we feel really assured by what she has told us and and they trusted her and they told us that you know as and also we should say the home buyers we spoke to previously they had had interactions with um the health official relatively recently and these sisters actually were talking to her and being referred to her as far back as 2014, 2014 right and and so at the time again they were really happy with those interactions but then So much more news started coming out. And as it started coming out, they would go back to her and say – what happened here and and she you know in these documents in the emails was incredibly dismissive of the news reports that were coming out at the time uh, with allegations that later were confirmed by the department of justice and yeah. and and so these sisters said that they increasingly felt misled
0: so the sisters were seeing uh reporting that was being done at the time by nbc Bay exactly. area right, which has been a, a pioneer in the story they uh, they were writing about problems with the shipyard cleanup years ago uh, before a, a lot of other media outlets uh, uh, caught on. And um, uh, this health official was essentially blaming uh, the media in emails to these sisters saying that right. the, the, what the media was reporting was not accurate and that, that uh, even that the media in general just wants to create headlines, right, and sell sell newspapers. Um but those reports have been like very prescient. I mean, they they have um, have essentially panned out, and the the allegations that were being reported then um, that the these sisters were seeing um, have really been confirmed by a lot of other reporting and also by federal investigations. Right.
1: Right. And so now, um, like we said, these sisters feel like they were misled, and um, they've joined this lawsuit, and they like so many other home buyers at um, the shipyard, feel a bit stuck. Like they're there in this area that has many unknowns with um, property values that they have said are sinking. Now, as a side note, we should say the entities they are suing, the developer, the naval contractor who has been um, implicated in the scandal um, surrounding the other parts of the shipyard, they have denied these allegations, but this gets into our next story.
0: We should also say that the, the health department defends the this official. And Absolutely, her actions, Right. Yeah, they exactly. say that she didn't do anything wrong. She's right. essentially right. just providing information that was um, objective and accurate to a member of the public who was approaching her, um, wanting to talk about a public health issue, which is essentially her job. That's that's the health department's uh, uh, position on it. But uh, but yeah, speaking of speaking of uh, homeowners being stuck. This is, this is kind of the topic of our third story that we've been working on.
1: Which is more of a breaking news story. More of a
0: breaking news story. And I think this is one where we, you know, what we know is, is more limited. There, there are some, some things that we don't know uh, and are still trying to find out. But here's what we can say. We have confirmed that three major national banks have stopped offering consumer mortgages to people who might want to buy homes at the shipyard. Banks are uh, Wells Fargo, Chase, and City
1: yeah, and in essence, the reason they've stopped doing that is because and we can get into the details of what um, some of them told us about exactly why, but it's because the risk is seen as being too great at the shipyard and um, and that goes in you know sort of direct contradiction with what the city has been saying and the health official that we just mentioned
0: right, so uh, Wells Fargo cited uh, the fact that there's pending litigation um, against the developer. And uh, Chase said that they are waiting for the State Department of Health to release their final analysis of this uh, radiation scan of the home area that has been conducted this year and that we've talked about before. The state has uh, come out and said that they only found one um, anomaly, which is this deck marker that we've talked about. Everything else uh, was within normal parameters and nothing to worry about. Um, they haven't come out with their final report yet, though. And Chase says that until that happens, uh, they have paused lending for mortgages on shipyard homes. And this is a big deal, right?
1: I mean, it's a huge deal. So people who might want to come to the shipyard and don't have half a million to a million dollars to put down eating cash, which
0: is something that happens in San Francisco, right? It does in San Francisco real, <laughs> yeah. real estate. Yeah. You have people just coming right. in with a suitcase, suitcase full of cash, and, and not and bypassing the whole mortgage process altogether, right?
1: Right, but I, I think the people that we have spoken to, which is certainly not everyone on Parcel but they have needed financing to to uh, you know purchase sure. these properties. Well, the
0: shipyard a lot of the shipyard product is geared toward first-time home buyers, right? right? The, the, it is uh, relatively affordable. Relatively that's in, one of the big appeals of the in of the San Francisco condos, is that,
1: real estate space. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, considerably more affordable than the median right. uh San Francisco home which I think is selling for what like 1.3 million dollars at yeah, this point. Something like that. <laughs> something, <laughs> something absolutely absurd.
1: Um but anyway, so it, it's it's obviously going to um, stall action on that end. But at the same time, if you own a home at the shipyard and you're looking to sell or to move, that also complicates things for you.
0: Right. Because you, because the person that you're selling to, uh, would have a harder time, presumably, uh, getting a mortgage. Right. So, so this is a development that kind of freezes, uh, events there to some extent. And, um, you know, an expert who spoke to us uh, said that the key element here is uncertainty. Um, the questions about contamination at the shipyard in Navy-owned areas and the Superfund site, and even questions about uh, these, this object that was found on the home area, this uh, radioactive deck marker. Um, people don't like uncertainty. Homebuyers don't like it. Banks don't like it. Uh, people don't want to into uncertainty. Um, And so we asked Lennar about this. They sent us a response, and I'm just going to read it. They said, in a written response, other banks continue to lend at the shipyard. Several banks are awaiting the final report from the California Department of Public Health confirming there are no safety concerns on Parcel A. Lennar is continuing to build and sell homes as other banks are continuing to lend. The shipyard is a beautiful community and homeowners enjoy living there. As the facts become more widely known, we believe the lending environment will normalize and more banks will provide loans.
1: And that brings Season 1 of Toxic to a close.
0: Yes, we are going on hiatus so that we can dive back into the reporting in a big way. Uh, But expect to hear from us again in 2019 and we hope you will join us then.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us this season. And we can't wait to tell you what we find next year.
0: Thanks for listening to us this year. If you want to reach out to us, we are Toxic Podcast on Twitter. And thanks to King Kaufman for all his great work this year producing this podcast.
1: Toxic is a part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Toxic and a lot of great journalism with a print or digital subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. So why don't we start with the first story that published this week?
0: You think you need to say we're back? Oh, you? sorry. You don't have to say we're back, but um, don't don't start with so.
1: Okay, I, that's my problem. I always use that as a transition. Yeah. We're back, so <laughs> I can't not use it. Can't work under these I conditions. Know, I know. Sorry.